to the Mission LHC podcast, where you'll hear real conversations with a married couple that are on a mission to help other couples as they learn to love, honor, and cherish each other in all stages of marriage. My name is Heath Yearwood. And I'm Amanda Yearwood. And thanks for joining us as we laugh together and share our story together in hopes that we can be an encouragement to you. Welcome back for another episode of Mission LHC. We're happy that you've decided to join us again on the podcast, um, and we hope that you're enjoying listening. Today we're going to talk about our recent struggle, our struggle from the last several days, and um, Heath will primarily, um, well, always he primarily leads us in the podcast, but today especially because my brain is not functioning so well. Well, right now, this is uh, we're we're not a professional group doing this podcast, and we've discussed that before. We're just two rednecks, and so we're looking at some different options. But right now, with Amanda having a COVID brain right now, she's got the brain fog, and she can't figure out some of our stuff. And she and she has to be our technology resource because you know I I don't have that capability. But it's um, the strangest we're, we're, thing, it's like I just sit in a stare and my brain's not working I like earlier today I sat down at my computer and put on my glasses but I already had on a pair of reading glasses and it's like I couldn't figure out why the glasses wouldn't fit on my head well so you you didn't said this before one time when you had children you felt like your brain was divided when you had your children so now with COVID brain now, are you going to be on Battle My Brain wavelength right now? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm losing some intelligence points. I don't know. Well, uh, on the serious side, uh, y'all know how bad COVID is around our community, around our state, and around our nation right now. And our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone that's uh, dealing with it and has actually lost a loved one through it. I know uh, if you just tune in on social media and you start watching we've got a lot of people even in our community that they're separated from the loved ones you know what we're going to talk about today is a little bit of humor being separated from each other and what we've been going through this last week but we realize everybody that it really doesn't uh hell in any kind of comparison to what people are going through uh you know when they have loved ones in the hospital they can't be with them you know, and, and this all makes us realize that as we go through it. Um, you know, uh, I guess a little bit about the story, uh, Amanda, you wanted to tell a little bit about when we realized just out of nowhere you came down sick. Sure. I mean, everything's good. I'm just operating like normal at work, doing everything like normal, feeling great. My normal activities, I'd had... DMD class and um, everything just like a normal week and um, the other morning uh, about three that morning I woke up with a a pit in my stomach and I just thought hmm that's not good and so my first thought really was okay I did eat that taco last night that maybe I shouldn't have eaten Um, I think we mentioned before that once school starts and this time of year, the groceries in the house are pretty limited just because we're so busy. So I had made the decision to eat a taco that was probably a little older than I should have eaten. So I'm really kind of thinking at that point, yeah, maybe it's the taco, but 
you you woke up around the same time and um I remember saying to you, hey, you, you better just go on in the other room. I think I'm going to be sick just to be safe. You just go on away from me. Um, is that how you kind of remember it going down that morning? Yeah, and uh, you were real sick, and I kind of thought it was probably food poisoning. So, But I called the guys that I work out with. I normally leave at about 4.30 in the morning. I text them. I didn't call them. I text them and said, hey, I'm not coming in just in case. So I decided I would just go running that morning instead. And so I went by myself and ran. And when I came back, I, I thought, well, I'll go ahead and take off today because of, you know, just didn't want to take a chance with anything. And we've seen it so much in our school right now where people are coming sick and just spreading it. I didn't want to be that guy. So uh, I stayed home, but in my mind, I visioned you just going to the doctor by yourself and probably getting a COVID test and then letting us know one way or the other. But uh, it didn't work out quite that way, did it? No, it didn't. I mean, and, and all morning that morning, you know, I was really trying to, to push through and get ready. I got up and showered and um, started trying to get dressed and I would move around a little bit and then I would lay in the floor a little bit, <laughs> move around a little bit and lay in the floor a little bit. And it finally got to the point that, um, I did have some commitments, uh, that day that I started emailing folks that I knew were expecting me to let them know that, um, I might not make it. And, um, and then when it got to the point where I knew I was going to have to go to the urgent care, by then I was really kind of in tears. And I remember telling you, I said, I'm so sorry, but I don't think I can drive myself. So we, we rode to the urgent care. This is the last time that I've been with her. And it's, it'll, it's been several days. We won't go into all the details, but it's been several days. But I, I rode with my windows down, front and the back, and Amanda laid down in the back seat of the car. <laughs> I couldn't even and, sit up in the back seat. <laughs> and I turned the air on as high as it would possibly go and let it try to blow air on her. But it was a cool day. It happened to be not that bad. So I took her to the urgent care, and then this tells you how bad she was. I did all the paperwork and everything, all that. You know how guys, we love to do all those kind of things. So uh, I think you even remember my correct birthday. <laughs> I did, but I, so I, but I have a cheat sheet on that as well. I'll let you in on the secret. I, I, I do know it, but I have a cheat sheet to check because I don't want to be that guy that can't even tell them the dates or anything. But, um, so, uh, well, that brings it up. You remember Scott Adams talking about his kids. He yeah, that he had written it on his hands. Yeah. On his hands. So he was having to look at it on his hand. That's how we are as guys. But, <laughs> but on the serious side, since then, I, I feel like a, a divorced man. I'm living in the basement down here. I've set up a makeshift microwave and a air fryer. I have a refrigerator downstairs. TV down here, so I, I've been completely isolated from you in the basement. For those of you that know, Amanda and I work together, so we see each other not only at work, we see each other at home. Uh, we have routines that we see each other in the morning, and and we have to give each other a kiss before we go to work, and and, and you know just like that little routines. Well, right now my whole world is off. I can't see her. And I'm a people person. You know, we've always laughed that I'm a dog and she's a cat. 
and what I mean by that, you know, how dogs are, they, they, they need that attention. They need to see you. They are wanting the loving and all that. Now, my dogs have enjoyed me being isolated because they, they need the attention and they're glad for somebody to be here. They don't care the circumstances. But so Amanda and I, but now that she's gotten feeling a little bit better, we, uh, We'll go out and talk on two sides of the pool. You might have seen that some some of our posts on Facebook. Uh, we watched a little bit of TV out, but we have a arbor out there, and we were on complete separate sides, not facing one another. And we had the television, so she watched a little bit of TV with me, and uh, we watched church service this morning. So just seeing each other a little bit kind of helps your heart, helps you make it makes you feel a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> And I, I will go ahead and say this. I don't think we mentioned it. If you notice that the sound um, is quite different today and I sound significantly different than Heath, it's because uh, we are still separated. Um, he's downstairs in the basement. I'm upstairs. And um, we're recording this by him being on speakerphone on my cell phone. Well, there's some great programs that we're going to eventually have to move into if we're going to do this more where we're being able to interview couples from all over the state and in different places that we know. And we're going to have to look at some of those things. But again, right now, her COVID mind, she can't figure a lot of that out. We're going to have to call in a buddy of ours, Ty Watwood, get him to help us because he's pretty good with these kind of things. Well, you know, it's um, bad when I couldn't. Uh, even plug in the microphone earlier today i couldn't figure out how the what is it called the usb thing the it's like i couldn't get it to fit in the in the little slot i don't know it's like my brain doesn't work well you know this has probably been one of the we we kid about a lot of that this is the story and we do thank a lot of y'all for your prayers Uh, amanda has been blessed so far now we have realized that a lot of people get to this point, and then the back end is when some of the complications uh, occur. We actually went for a walk out on the road. I was on one side of the highway. We have a, we live out in the country, and so me and the dogs was upwind of her, and we walked together, and she was right over behind us, and we could talk to each other, and uh, we would always try to make sure that we I was ahead of her on in the situations but you know she's trying to get out make sure her lungs are doing well y'all give us a lot of advice on things to take and do and uh we're just hoping and praying but right now your prayers i think have been big it's been more like a you know some kind of a flu or something for you hasn't it absolutely i there's been even a point or two um in the last few days that i've actually googled what are the chances that my uh test my positive results were false positive because I mean really I've improved so quickly um and I I feel really normal today other than the brain functioning well uh, again a lot of prayers and stuff have went up for you and we do thank you it's meant a lot that uh y'all are reaching out about that we've had friends that's brought food and different things over uh of course they leave it out there and we get it and then i I dispersed some to Amanda upstairs, but she hasn't had much of an appetite so far. But, uh, well, you know, this is probably one of the longest separations that we've ever had Thank, I'm in our marriage. Can you think of any time that we haven't been able to really see each other more than a few days at a time? The only really times I can think of are, you know, like if you were 
at a conference or if I was at a conference, which I tell this story all the time, but I think it's funny. It, it tells so much about you. Do you remember when you were in that um, administrator's, um, I don't know what kind, like organization that you went on several Like Learning Forward. Trips? I think it was Learning Forward. Yes, yes. Okay, so um, one of the closest trips that um, was involved on that one was when you went to Nashville. And I remember that week before you were going to Nashville, you kept saying, please just go with me. It's it's mostly the weekend. You won't have to take off work much. Just go with me. And I really had a lot of things to do, and I, did, I really didn't want to go. Um, but you, you finally convinced me to drive up, and I think I guess Blake was in college already because it was just Bailey and I. So you left um, on a Thursday to go to the conference. So on Friday after school, Bailey and I drove up to Nashville. We spent the night, Friday night and Saturday night, um, with you. Sunday, we drove back home, and you weren't scheduled to be back until like that Tuesday or Wednesday, and that Monday night, you um, surprised us by coming home early. So, so the story here is that there was not a day during that time that we didn't see each other because I saw you that Thursday morning before you left. I saw you that Friday night when I drove up. We were together Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday you came home. So, and that whole but, time. <laughs> that's how I, that's how I am because I, I need that, uh, be able to see you and those kind of things. Now, the maddest I've ever been at you, and I really wasn't even mad, I was just almost hurt about it, is when you went to a trip to New Orleans and it was almost like you forgot about me. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, I, I wasn't in New Orleans, I was in Mobile. If it's, Mobile. Yeah, we. I, it was my first mega conference I'd ever been to. Um, I went to mega conference. Yeah, go ahead, you can tell it. <laughs> No, I just, all I remember is, it's like, all I think about is, look, I don't have to talk to you long, but when I come back, hey, me and the guy's about to go out and eat, just wants to check in with you, how's your day, what you've been doing, okay, well, how's the kids, how's everybody, blah, 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 and then that was really all I'm looking for. Well, I, you didn't call, and it was a day or two, and I was just like, well, what's going on? And uh, it really, that was one of the things that really kind of hurt my feelings more than anything. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember how long it was um, that I didn't talk to you. I don't know. And I didn't do it intentionally. It wasn't like I was mad at you. I just, I don't know. I just guess I didn't think about it. So that was going to be uh, one of the titles of ours. We was going to talk about situations where we've made the other one mad over the years. Uh, and that probably will come out over a time or period or so, and, and uh, we'll, we'll have another episode about that one day. But so you know, during this time, our, I'm I'm I guess fortunate enough that so far now I'm saying so far because it could change tomorrow. I haven't been sick at all, and so it's been you know five or six days now probably that I haven't I haven't developed any symptoms so I feel great so I'm ha- I can't go to work because if I'm asking kids to follow the protocols I have to follow the protocols and I'll be out this whole upcoming week basically because that 
would be my 10 days of quarantine. And uh, so I've mowed the grass. I've cut all my shrubs. I've pressure washed. I ran every day. I worked out some in the basement. Binge watched about three TV shows on HBO. Uh, and I'm bored. And uh, so uh, this week, uh, so I had some friends kidding me that they're going to leave me a list of things to do at their house. They wouldn't be home, so I could I could mow their yard to do work. And I said, and, uh, and I'm sure you considered it. <laughs> well, and I, that's what I said. I, by about Tuesday or Wednesday, I will be thinking about it. But um, you know, again, I I just miss being with you and seeing you, and you know that brings in on some times that made me realize how much we need people. Uh, you know, we weren't created to be alone you know god did create man and he created man alone but um you know he i think even after he created everything you know he created the world he created all the plants and the the animals and everything and it still wasn't enough and in genesis 20 uh is genesis 1 21 through 24 it said in the lord god caused the deep sleep to fall upon adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. You know, and I think that's really what it's intended to be. And, you know, I know a lot of people, maybe a lot of you that have even out there listening, you may not feel that way about your spouse, and it's my hope that, that you do. And, again, that's some of the stuff that in our marriage conference that's coming up. We're not going to have a lot of meetings. I told you about that, and we've, we've shared that. But I think there's things that that we need to do as couples, you know, to, to have that kind of relationship and to, uh, you know, help ourselves a lot. I think the world kind of gets crazy, and we kind of get busy. And uh, we lose track with the other person a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's that human part of you that thinks, well, if you spend too much time together, you'll get tired of each other. But really, the more time I spend with you and the longer we're married, the more I just want to be with you. And I actually find myself um, having to make myself hang out or talk to other people because Really, I mean, you're my best friend, so you're the person I want to talk to when I have something on my mind, and, and you're the person I want to watch TV with, um, so I have to be careful even about being too far into that, I suppose. Yeah, and I think it is important. Don't don't get me wrong. I believe we do have to have our own lives with things. You know, I like a lot of sports, and you like sports, but you're just not as crazy about them. I love music. I love to listen to different podcasts. Well, you may be listening to a, a some kind of gospel music or, or like Christian music, I mean, or some kind of podcast that way. We have our own things that we like, but, uh, but I think we do enjoy, we have a lot of things in common. Well, you know, we talk about separation from each other, from our spouse. Well, tell, you know, we're in a stage of life right now that we're separated from our children. And that's been a big adjustment. Now we're on the back end of it, but tell me about some of the first experiences that you can remember, Amanda, about being away from Blake or Bailey. It might've been going on a date for the first time, leaving the kids, or mm -hmm. it might be 
about when they spent the night for the first time? Any thoughts of anything like that from their childhood? I mean, like, I, I remember, like, when you and I first started making the conscious effort to, you know, date when after the kids were born, that was hard because, uh, but primarily it was hard because it was, difficult to find conversation that didn't involve the kids you know I wonder what the kids are doing that kind of thing but um, I guess really probably the first thing that comes to mind is um, after having Blake um, I was still working on my bachelor's degree when we had Blake and when it got to be time for me to resume classes which to date us again this is way before the internet so classes were face to face you had to you know drive to the campus and take classes but um i remember it was so hard to leave him even just for a few days a week to go to my college classes that was so hard yeah it when and especially you always laugh about blake could have made the drive to athens because you were pregnant <laughs> going back and forth with him yeah and he we think that's where he got a lot of his knowledge because you had a lot of things you'd have to listen to for him <laughs> to hear or you'd sing to him or whatever you know? uh, yeah he and i spent a lot of time together <laughs> but uh well so then our kids both go off to college and you know that was one thing i can still remember before they went to college though when they turned 16 watching them drive out of your driveway for the first time oh yeah that separation mm -hmm. was like you weren't in charge of things and that was a weird feeling and uh you know i don't know if you remember that i can just remember looking at the car drive out the driveway and that separation feeling of knowing mm -hmm. well they're not they're not just our baby no longer they're going to make decisions on their own and that was kind of a point there i can think about as well well i i know for me i don't know if it's the same for you but for me it's really almost a question of feeling out of control um because when the kids are you know right up under my wings i could control what what they were doing and who interacted with them and you know you know protect them but um when they're out from under that ring, that wing, you know, letting them go um, and them becoming their own people and making their own decisions, uh, that was so hard because it was outside of my control. Well, and then, then uh, I kind of got ahead of the game a little bit there. They have went off to college, and when they first went to college, there was that leaving Blake for the first time, and Bailey was still here, so we kind of gave us that sense. We still had someone at home that when Bailey went, both of them were in college at the same time. Each time they'd move back in the summer, and then they'd have to go back. And it got easier every time they went. But then probably you made a statement that when Blake moved out for his first job and Bailey's doing the same thing, she's working now and they're out of school, it seems mm -hmm. more permanent at that point. Yeah. It really just had a different feel, um, like with Blake, um, and I, I maybe I wouldn't have thought about it so much had we not have spent so much time on he and I working on his security application and realizing how many times we had moved him back and forth to college, to different apartments, to different dorms. Um, but uh, when he started his his real um, job and moving him into an apartment and realizing that um, our home is not really home for him anymore 
I mean, it is, but it's not. And it just, it just felt different. And then the same thing with Bailey, just recently moving her into her um, big girl apartment. She's independent, you know, working full time. So it's, it's just a different feel than moving them to college. So I don't know every, I don't know about you, but every time I think, okay, we've got this parenting thing figured out. So we've, we've made it this far and we made it past this part. It's all going to be all right. Then there's a new challenge, um, new emotions, new worries uh, that come with it. Well, I'm reading a book right now, and it's, it's talking about relationships basically over four, you know, when you're over 40. It talks about that's a point of life a lot of times that a lot of families run into the most trouble that they have because everything has revolved around the two things that you've been involved with most, you know, your children and kind of making decisions for them. And, and then all the family things revolved around the kids mostly, even our relationship. But once they're gone, a lot of people run into trouble in their marriage because at about 40, they've either just endured each other to that point or they realize they don't have anything in common. And so what it's talking about is trying to make sure they're in a separation and you, but you, but it needs to start before you, the kids leave. And so that's one thing that we're going to talk about at the marriage conference a little bit, but you know, we've talked about the separation from each other. We talked about separation from our kids, uh, you know, families, even that way. You know, I know you live out of county with your parents and everything and don't get to see them as often. And now, of course, my mom's in heaven and, uh, you know, I see my dad regularly, but uh, I don't spend as much time, especially with COVID right now. And that's something, you know, I, I miss. You miss your grandparents. Your grandparents, you still got several that are still alive at this time. Mine have all passed away. But, you know, we, we do miss our families as well. And my cousins, a lot of them live out of state that I grew up close with. And uh, But that still doesn't bring me anything like what I'm going to talk about now. And that's the, you know, more importantly, our separation from God. And, uh, you know, question I'm going to ask or uh, propose there have you ever found yourself seeming that you are separated from god and uh you know i'm any any thoughts on that a lot of times sure i I mean you can feel it and i i remember you saying that made me think about a memory i hadn't thought about a long time i remember um i I can't well i say i remember i can't remember was my grandmother had it or my mom had it um but this poem footprints in the sand and I remember reading it over and over again and when as a kid and it really touched me even as a kid but what it was talking about was that um when we look at our footprints in the sand and think we're on our own like we're by ourselves because there's only one set of footprints the truth is is that those are uh, God's footprints Jesus's footprints and he's carrying us and, you know, and I, I, do you know this poem or is, or is this something no, I bizarre I've made up in my head? I don't know, but it, it just really made so much sense. No, excuse me. I got uh, choked. Actually, that's what I was thinking about. What's kind of ironic and you mentioned in that, I was thinking about that same exact poem. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when I was preparing, I'm downstairs and I typed some notes and I was thinking about that. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Maybe it was but, a pretty uh, common thing then back in that 
those years. I don't know. I just, re like, I can almost close my eyes and see the picture. It was like a picture of sand and footprints and the poem on top, written on top of it. No, it was, a, it's, it's a widely known uh, poem. You know, um, a lot of times we, we separate ourselves from God, but he never separates his love. Now, physically, we know God, if you have the Holy Spirit, he dwells within you. But we don't have a physical body that we're seeing, so it's not like what we talked about, not seeing each other. But when you don't feel his presence, and I've been there before, you know, when we get out of fellowship with God and we are not studying and we're not reading and we're not uh, praying and doing the things we should, a lot of times we kind of can separate ourselves from God. But here's the good news that I want to share with you. In Romans eight thirty-five through 39, it talks about that we can't separate from his love. In verse 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tri tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all the things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This says that, you know, we can never be separated from his love. And that's comforting that we know, you know, even in death, if we know him as our Lord and Savior, we can't be separated from him. Yeah. And that just reminds me, you know, something we talk about a lot about, you know, our salvation um, and and what we know as Christians. Really, it, it all centers on our relationship with Christ and really, you know, that relationship that God the Father has for us, that love that he has for us, the closest human relationship that I can equate it to is my relationship with my children, that parental um, relationship, because there's nothing my kids are ever going to do that are going to make, that's going to make me not love them. And so it's just amazing to think that God loves us even more than that. I mean, really, that's just a a scratch of the surface, what a parent feels for a child, really what God feels for us. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I think having children helped us to understand the love of God, the sacrifice, what you would do for your children. You know, mamas, you've seen them. They would be like a wild animal a lot of times on something. If somebody was messing with their baby, even in my coaching experience, daddies might be mad, but sometimes a mama would be a mama was hurt and mad. And there's a difference when a, when you've messed with their baby mm -hmm. and uh you know, I think that's just the survival mode. You know, you've seen that in the wild. You see animals protecting their young or whatever it may be. But, you know, God's like that with us. He, he cares about us. He loves us. And, you know, it says that we can't be separated from his love. He'll always love us. Now, he may not be pleased with us. You know, we even have that saying sometimes with your own kids or even it might be with your spouse that, you may love them, but you don't like them. And, sure, you know, yeah. <laughs> the way they're acting or doing something, but but it never affects your love. And so that's the good thing 
there. And so, uh, you know, again, today probably hadn't been one of those big uh, episodes, but what I would do, you know, uh, I just encourage you that right now, seeing what people are going through on the Internet, seeing people on Facebook, everything that's loved ones are gone right now or they've, they've are in the hospital at this point and they can't see them and all they're doing is having to call a nurse to get a report. They would give anything to be able to be with that loved one. I can think about my mom gone, the separation that we have by her being in heaven and me being here. Uh, I wish that I had another day with her. My dad wishes he had another day with her. Uh, we can think about all of our situations that way. So I just encourage you take the, make the most of the time that you have together but more importantly, if your relationship with God is better, I think it's going to be better for your other ones. And uh, wait, you know, one little thing I just read an article, ways to grow closer to God, S- seek help from a pastor, life group, Sunday school class uh, leader or something like that. Somebody you can talk to limit distractions that are taking you away from God and your relationship with him. You know, and I think a lot of times that's one of the biggest things. That there's, we let life become obstacles and barriers between them. And what things were supposed to be for good, a lot of times become barriers. You know, it can be your kids playing travel ball. It could be uh, your job, even things like that, that what was supposed to be something good can become a barrier, something that you have to jump over. Right. And, well, and those can be little things that, that creep up on you and those little things add up. And, and definitely, and that's even, the, you know, the their Casting Crowns have a uh, song called Slow Fade, and it's the little things that slip in that become big things, and that's actually in our marriage conference, that's the Sunday worship that I've been thinking about and been preparing a little bit about. It's, uh, you know, you got to take care of the little things because the little things matter before the big things come, and uh you know, that's something that we're going to talk about a little bit on Sunday. But um, the very last thing is be uh, intentional about your relationship. If we want to have that relationship with our spouse, we have to make them feel special and we have to spend the time and stuff to do it. But there's no difference about that than our relationship with God. We have to put the time in. We just can't uh, treat him like a genie in a bottle and rub, rub the bottle when we need something to take place. So uh, I encourage you, uh, maybe today's episode just made you think. I'm glad Amanda was able to join us uh, there. Amanda, any closing thoughts? Uh, I think that's it. I just appreciate everybody out there. I appreciate all your prayers. And um, I know that God is all over this thing. And, uh, you know, one time we talked before about um, we had been met with some challenges, but that just reassured us that we were on the right track because, Uh, Satan didn't like it and you know this could be part of that as well well and so that's going to be close to this episode and we again appreciate your prayers and we look forward to uh, having our uh, upcoming marriage conference everything should be good by that point but uh, keep us in your thoughts and prayers and we just pray that if you haven't already decided if you're coming or not we just ask you to be praying about it and we'd love to have you that's right We'll catch y'all next time.